welcome in to another edition of the Go Mox Podcast. I'm Chris Goforth. This week, we're going to visit with the Chattanooga men's basketball team. Four different countries are represented on this team, and we'll visit with four players who come from three different countries and certainly different backgrounds. First up, it's a Chattanooga native, the freshman Jamal Walker, the 6'4 guard prepped locally at East Hamilton High School before becoming a mock. Here's our conversation with Jamal Walker. Jamal, tell me a little bit about your travels to, to Chattanooga, the, the idea of staying home and, and playing. How did it come about for you? Um, I talked to it with my parents, but it's just something I love. Like I can just I see them all the time. I don't get homesick because like, I'm already home. And I live, like, 20, 25 minutes away, so it's not that bad. And just, like, being able, like, to live on my own and still, like, see my parents and still, like, go home frequently and see my sister, it's just, like, it just means a lot to me. So, and I love it here. Like, it's, like, I'm from, like, a part of Tennessee or Chattanooga called East Brainerd. And it's just, like, different downtown. Like, I have, like, I have, I've barely been, like, downtown. Like, when I was in high school, I rarely, like, come downtown. Like coming you know here. all the places around Hamilton Place, though, right? Yeah. That, that's where you went. Now, now it's a whole other world. Yeah, I, it really like a whole you get to go to the other big river now, don't you? Yes, sir. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, it feels like a whole different world down here, and it's just like, like, do you know where to go? Like, where you good place to eat at? Like, I really don't, because like I've never <laughs> like I'm hardly downtown. But I love it here. So, did you get one of the one of the older guys on the team? Did they take you under their wing and say, "Come on, let's show you around," or have you just uh, have you just kind of figured it out on your own? Oh, um, a little bit of both. I like to venture out on my own a little bit and see what's around here. But uh, definitely the older guys I ride with some, like John Scott, Jonathan Scott and Dave. Like, yeah, but pretty much everybody. Like, I can talk to everybody. I have a good relationship with everybody, and they just show me around. So It's an interesting locker room. I mean, it's kind of like the United Nations when you guys all get in there, right? With, yeah, with well, different languages speaking in the locker room. That's one thing I can assure you. It's, it's a little bit different than being from southeast Tennessee, isn't it? Yeah, it's not the south at all. Not even Tennessee. Just, it's, it's very diverse, as you have hit on it. So um, it's, it's very interesting. I try to, it makes me want to work on my Spanish a little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> But yeah, I love it. It's just like, just it, like it's just very diverse. Like I try foods from like me and Obi. He's like part Jamaican, so like he um he has some Jamaican food. And like we're roommates, so I tried. I was like, dang, I ain't never tasted this, and they like really good. So like, is is Obi a good cook? Uh, he didn't. He doesn't cook. I know Grant cook, but we don't have a kitchen in our room, so we can't really cook. But like he had like a friend of like Jamaican or something. And I had like he let me try the food. It was so good. And I, I get, I'm a fan of Jamaican food. I can say that. That's good. Now, what about the communication aspect of it? Is it is is that a challenge when you guys are on the floor together? No, um, I wouldn't say it's a challenge at all. We all speak very, like very good English, so communication is not it's not a problem at all. Like it's like you can pick what everybody's saying. It's just sometimes like um, I mean, Tosti and Ramona have their conversations and it's in um, Spanish. But like it's like no, like we have no problem like communicating at all. Like we all like speak very good English, and we all spent a, a decent amount of time in the United States, so we can all like talk very well, communicate very well. Uh, what's this locker room like? How would you describe this this team? It looks like win or lose, it looks like you guys are having a good time. Yeah, I'm. I would not lie to you. I'm having a blast. I like, guess so fun. 
and just seeing the guys is like we joke around a lot. We are everybody's silly. Everybody has a character. It's no one man out. Like we're all like laughing and joking, but then we know to get serious when it's time. But yeah, we have we have great relationship. Like it's it's fun. I look forward to practice games every day, work out every day, seeing my guys, seeing the teammates. I can like truly call my brothers. Like it just means a lot. Like we have so much fun. So who who leads the who's the who's the who's the funniest guy on the team? Um, the funniest guy. Ooh, that's a tough one. Everybody's funny. Some people say me because like I'm young, so I'm like very silly. But um, I say like I like John. He's he's funny to me. Rod is funny. Ashton is. Um, everybody's everybody has a character or funniness in them. You know? Have you ever seen Dave have a bad day? I've never seen Baptiste and he's not smiling. No, no, Dave. He's always smiling. He's I like that. Like I'm always smiling too. A lot of people say I smile a lot, and then Dave, like, I feel like we have very sim- similar characteristics. You played high school basketball locally. How big of a challenge is it? How big of a step up is it to now be playing in the Southern Conference? It is very different. Um, I feel like I was a little bit. I feel like a little bit raw coming in, so I try to learn everything I can. The guys are more experienced. The guys are more stronger, and I had them. And I'm still trying to gain weight. As like, well, like when I first got here, I was like pretty much like a stick, and I'm trying to be like you know. How much weight have you put on? Uh, 14, 15 pounds, like 14 pounds. I came in like 173. I'm like 170. I mean 187 or 188 around that, but yeah, getting stronger and yeah, guys are more experienced, so a lot of fundamental things that we work on, I see it and I try to apply everything that coaches tell me or something I see from the guys I see is successful for them. I try to apply it to myself, but I ask a lot of questions. Ask a lot of questions, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I have to. Um, I'm the youngest guy, so I try to have like the most, I say I have the most time, but I don't like thinking about that. I like to like think about the now. But yeah, I have them. I would say I have like a lot of time, so I try to learn as much as I can. Try to um, counsel with wise men. That's a quote I like to think about. But yeah. So who's the wise man on this team? Who do you who do you go to to get the when when you've got a question about whether it's basketball or whatever? Who do you go to? Um, I actually go to anybody, everybody. Um, everybody's approachable. Never had a problem with that. Um, I try to go to I go to coaches a lot. I ask a lot of questions to the coaches and a lot of um, questions about like just everybody. I ask everybody questions. Like, what about Matt being the the guy that's already gone through this uh, in, in the SEC and at Notre Dame and a guy that's already graduated and is and is here? What kind of a what kind of an influence is he? He's a leader for sure. He uh, whenever we don't have it going, he makes sure that we pick it up. He's a he's a great guy. Like he's a. He's a great guy. You can always ask him questions. He'll answer you truthfully. And just he wants everybody to get better. And he wants to get better himself. So he's like a good role model, especially for my freshman year and his last year. That's like, like can I ask for a better leader? Jamal, thanks, man. Thank you. Ramon Vila is from Barcelona, Spain. He's become a huge part of this basketball team in his two years after starting his career at Arizona State. Here's Ramon Vila. First of all, Coach Perez uh, called me right away. They made my name. Uh, was published into the portal. And he was one of, one of, I had many calls, 
but he was one of the only ones that was the, the head coach who was actually calling who was actually calling me, not an assistant, right? And did I, you know him before? Had you had you met him on the recruiting trail somewhere, or was it no, no, he no. just knew your name? Yeah, yeah, uh, he just knew my name. I guess he he just saw some highlights from Spain, Arizona State, and as I said. Um, when Chernuga called me, it wasn't an assistant coach, it was the head coach, which means that, you know, they're actually, you know, they really want me. And then I just decided to take the visit here because I liked, I liked uh, talking to Coach Perez. Uh, I came here, I fell in love with the city. I really loved my teammates, uh, even though only two of them are still here. Uh, I liked the assistant coaches and... Then I took another visit at Hofstra, but after that visit, I just kind of knew I was gonna come here, and I had two more uh, visits scheduled for at Santa Clara and at Troy, but I just I just decided to commit here. You had to sit for a little while before you could play. Mm -hmm. Was that difficult? Uh, people say it is. Uh, I don't think it's that difficult. Um, I actually enjoyed that year because it's a year that you can be selfish because it's a year for yourself that you need to improve your body to improve your game and I think I did I lost uh, I lost a lot of weight I lost body fat and I got player I got better at playing basketball right so I think that honestly everybody should take one of those years just to be selfish and think about yourself there's what four different countries that get represented in that in that locker room 17, 17 players from from 12 different places as far as that goes uh, what's it like being in because this is a different locker room than the one you were in last year what's it been like this year uh, it's cool I think that well I already knew Stefan from from Europe we not personally, but we played each other. We played against each other uh, like four or five times, actually. So I know who he was. And one of one of my best friends from Spain, he he's from Serbia as well. So I also know, I know some words in Serbian. So uh, Stefan and I connected really fast. Uh, he's a really cool guy, and I don't know. Uh, we we both speak English pretty decently, so there wasn't any like language barrier there so we just could we could communicate with everyone and I think that everyone is like super open-minded like willing to you know make a team to like have fun you know this is the year that I think that I've been in like the like the more friendly situation with like my teammates for, for instance we are we like go get food together we hang out together and we, you know, we just message all day, and that's very cool, you know, because we are not only teammates, we're friends, and that that's what makes the team good, I think. Coach Paris has said he feels like this is the best team chemistry that that he's had since he's been here. In your short time here, is this the best you've seen? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, as I said, you know, if if you uh, if you're friends of the court, then your chemistry is going to be a lot better on the court, right? So that's that's the situation we have here right now. We're all best friends of the court, and I think we have been performing pretty well, even though there's a couple of games uh, 
we should have won. But right, as of right now, I'm really I'm really proud, right? Especially uh, when I came here last year, two years ago, we had the whole season was a I think it was 10 and 21 record, and was, uh, right now in January we, we already have those 10 wins that it took a whole season to accomplish two years ago. So I think we're going on the right direction, and I'm just very excited to see how the season ends. David Jean is one of the guys that was was here when you got here. Mm -hmm. Um, I joked with with Jamal when he was in here earlier that I don't think I've ever seen uh, Baptiste without a smile on his face. That's that's just kind of him, isn't it? Right, right, yeah. Uh, Baptiste is... It's Chattanooga man. It's his chat man. Uh, I don't know. He he seems to know every single person in in the city. He's like when we're with him, you know, walking on campus or through the downtown. He like stops to talk to everybody, and he knows everybody. It's it's fascinating. He he loves it here, and yeah, he's a he's a very friendly guy. You know, he always has a smile on his face. He uh, he never says he never says no, and he's a vital piece for our team. Yeah, on the floor, what does he bring for you guys? Well, he he's a he's a really talented guy, first of all, but also he I think he redshirted his first year here, he so um, he he has actually four years of NCAA experience right now, so he has the experience plus the talent. You know, he that helps teaching freshmen, and at the same time, when he competes during games, uh, he's a huge asset for us. He can shoot, he can really shoot, and he can finish around the rim. And, like, not everyone can do that. Finishing around the rim, you know, being a guard, jumping against bigs, that's really hard, and Dave is really good at it. Uh, he also, like, he barely loses any ball, gives assists. He's, he's, he's a team player, but he can score, and, you know, that's, that's what we need. That's what we need out of an adult player, you know, like a what's it called, upperclassman player. You yeah. Know? What um, What do you feel like you do well? What, what's What's the biggest strength for Ramon Vila's game? Um. Well, I think like uh, I think I'm good at playing the post, of course, in the block, uh, especially because I'm I'm not a selfish guy, and my teammates know that, so they trust me down there. And if the double team comes, I'll always kick it out to the open guy. And yeah, I think that inside-out game is is one of my best parts in in the game. And I think and um, the ball screen defense is something that I really improved from last year, and I'm doing actually very good this season. Wait, what age did you start playing basketball? At nine. Was there any other was there any other sports before or was was basketball? No, it was basketball always. Yeah, in Spain people play soccer, but I like watching soccer. I just don't like playing it. So I just decided I just went with basketball. Also, uh, my school uh, we had indoor soccer, basketball, or indoor uh, hockey, but not not on ice. You know, like the, just hockey with like the little wheels, right? And of course, I, I mean, I was so much bigger than everyone else, so I just took basketball. I didn't really know much about it, but actually, I used to play basketball, uh, you know, in the breaks during school, so I knew I liked it. 
So I just went with it. How would you describe the game as it's played in Spain versus the game, the college game that, that you're a part of here? How much different is it here? Uh, here is more athletic, and the uh, rules are more strict. Sometimes it's like, it feels like it's, you know, like playing like a table game more. It's like super positional, you know, it's like taking charges or like if you try to block someone and you like put your head, your hand down a little bit, even though you don't touch it, the ref's going to call it real quick. Um, in Spain, is I'd say it's like, of course, it's not as athletic as, athletic as here, but I think it's like a little bit more dirty, you know, like people get, you know, pushed around a little bit more because the Rams allow it. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. I think that's, that's like the main difference I see between here and Spain. And Spain is a little bit more dirty. Was that an adjustment for you coming here and kind of especially on the defensive side that you couldn't to, have to as me, much contact? To me, to me it, was, it was, yeah, in the defensive side and offensive because, you know, in Spain, the uh, over-the-back falls, coloring rebounds, like that doesn't happen you can jump on someone's back and try to snatch a rebound. And also in the pose, you know, like when you just try to deny, like sometimes they call fall here because you're like creating too much contact. And I remember my first game at ASU, I got ejected with like only like 12 minutes of, you know, of playing time. And yeah, it was, it was something that was very hard for me to, to adjust. Ramon, thanks, man. Thank you so much, man. Stephen Kinnich has been the spark off the bench that the mocks have needed since getting eligible in November. The Cleveland State transfer has doubled the bench production. Stefan is another player from outside the U.S. He was born in Serbia, but like Ramon Vila, he calls Chattanooga home now. Tell me your path to Chattanooga. How did you end up here? Well, this summer I transferred from Cleveland State, Ohio. Well, basically, uh, I was there during the summer, and some things happened in Cleveland State. Um, our coaches got fired, uh, a new athletic director fired them, and then uh, almost all of my teammates left Cleveland State. They transferred to other uh, D1 schools, so I decided to transfer too because basically nobody was there. There was no coaches, no team. And... Uh, you know, I, I got called from Coach Paris, and I came here on official visit during the summer. Uh, I liked it, and I decided to come here. This is kind of a uh, it's a diverse locker room, with, with including yourself. Uh, there's four different countries that they get represented. What was it like for you guys when you got together for the first time and and realized you guys are all from different parts of the globe? Well, it's always easier to have somebody from. Uh, Who's uh, from some other country? Uh, so I, I, I'm a really good friend with Ramon. He's from Spain. Uh, with uh, uh, Tostado, he's from Mexico. We have a, a freshman guy from Nigeria. Uh, I mean, that really helps when when you have some uh, other people who are far away from their families. So because they understand how hard it is to be almost for uh, 10, 11 months. Uh, far, far from home, and, and, and so that helps a lot, definitely. Is there a bond you feel like you guys have? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Even even when I was in Cleveland State, I, I had a, actually my roommate was a guy from Serbia, and uh, uh, most of the time we were spending most of our time together, so 
uh, and it's same here. Most of my free time, I'm spending with them, so that definitely helps. Did you did you grow up playing basketball? Yeah, yeah. I started playing basketball in Serbia when I was seven. That's the only sport I ever played. I ever played, so it's been probably fifteen years. Was it a was it when did it become a dream or a goal to to, to come to the United States and and play college basketball? Well, when I was eighteen. Uh, I had two choices, either to start playing pro basketball or to come to college. Uh, at that time, I thought that I'm not ready for pro, pro basketball, that uh, I, I was still skinny, not, not strong enough for pro basketball. So I decide, decided to give myself four more years to, to prepare myself for, you know, different level, higher level. And that, that's when I decided to come here to the United States. Can you describe or, or tell us what the level of basketball in Serbia is? Well, basketball and soccer are biggest, big, our biggest sports in Serbia. Uh, we have two very big teams, uh, Red Star and Partizan. Red Star is my team. I actually played for Red Star for five years. And uh, those teams play on the highest level in Europe, uh, Europe championships. Uh, we have great fan base uh, 20,000 people are coming on uh, Euroleague basketball games when Red Star is playing uh, they're jumping, singing all the time uh, atmosphere is, is wonderful for those five years I've been in Red Star, I never missed a game I always went to watch every single game Red Star played it's a, it's a wonderful place to play sounds like a soccer crowd almost yeah it, well, those same people watch basketball and soccer. That, that, that's why it sounds like so soccer fans, yeah. So what's it been like coming here now, and, and especially to the South, where there's such an emphasis on American football? Have, have you become a fan? Well, honestly, in Serbia we don't watch football. Nobody's playing football. So I'm not a big fan of football, but I love to go with my teammates to to support our football team, UTC. Uh, I've been on like five or six games, and and, and I like to watch it. But, but beside that, I'm not a big fan. Let's talk a little bit about you uh, and your performance. There is uh, – you got – what eligible the 26th of November is is that right I think that's right yes yeah. so after six games I got eligible yeah when did you find out was it was it fingers crossed the whole time or did you have a a good feeling going into the year that hey it's sooner or later I'm gonna get on the floor oh well I think it was 50 50 uh, chance for me to play this year and uh, actually originally NCAA denied uh, my waiver so we added uh, some uh, new information into our waiver submitted again uh, and after that we felt really uh, confident about it and then one one night I was going to my class and coach Paris called me and told me if I can uh, come see him uh, into his office real quick before class so I knew it's either going to be great news or very bad news and you know, he showed me his phone. He got email, and it said Stephen Kennedy is approved to play this year. And that I mean, that was a wonderful feeling. I, I called my parents right away. I, I called my friends back in Serbia, even though it was very late. <laughs> so it, it, it was wonderful. Was it hard going through this summer and, and through the fall and, and during workouts, 
knowing you needed to be ready but not knowing when you might be able to play? Yeah. Feeling, it was a weird feeling. It was also frustrating because, um, you know, coaches kept telling me, just be ready, be ready. You might play next game. You might play next game. Uh, and then, you know, in the morning I'm waiting for a call and nothing. So I know, okay, I can't play today. It was very frustrating. But, you know, I kept my head uh, into basketball. I was focused all the time. I was helping my teammates, uh, being in a scout team, you know, getting them ready for every game. But, yeah, it was definitely hard. The way you have played this year, especially uh, the amount of production that the Chattanooga bench has has been able to provide since you have been eligible, the, the numbers have doubled from a scoring standpoint. You've had a lot to do with that. Is that something that comes naturally? What is it for you coming off the bench and, and coming into games as that sixth man and being able to provide that spark? Where does that come from? Well, I, I think um, I can help team because I can play both four and five position. So... Uh, you know, I can pick and roll. I can also pick and pop. So sometimes, for if a bigger guy is guarding me, it's harder for them to guard my pick and pop game. Uh, that's why uh, sometimes I'm, I'm open for for uh, threes. Uh, and and also it's just uh, you know what me and my uh, and other guys who come off the bench. It's very important to give that extra energy of the bench. You know, if if team is is struggling in offense, uh, you know we can't score. If when we get into the game, okay, we need to get get that give that extra push into offense or especially in defense because we're more focused uh, on defense. The pick and pop is. To me, that's uh, that's European basketball. I mean, that's kind of where that, I guess, where that style, at least as far as I'm concerned, that's where it originated at. Is that was that the game that you grew up on? Yes, yes. I mean, since I was 14, 15, uh, we were uh, back in Serbia. We were working on that on pick and pop game. I mean, that's very important, especially if you watch Euroleague games. Almost every big guy can pick and pop, and that's that's just the game that everybody loves. And that's the way the game has changed, right? I mean, the the traditional five, the the traditional center, those guys are outdated now. Now you have to be able to shoot from outside. Yeah, well, I remember when I was younger, like you said, there were very big five men who were just uh, on the post. They didn't shoot at all, just around the basket. But now game changed a lot, and uh, most of the teams have – uh, five men who can shoot in Euroleague. So, uh, you know, for the guys who who want to play pro basketball, who want to try themselves overseas, uh, they have to understand that that's the part of the game now and uh, they have to work on it every day. What's your strength? What do you do well? Uh, I do well. I, I can shoot f- for a big guy. I think that's very important now. Uh, I can also play on the post. Uh, I I can play both four and five position, which which, which can help our team, and uh, I can also exchange with our in defense. I can exchange with our point guard or guard. Uh, so th- those are the things that I that I do. Also, I think that uh, from attacking the rim, I can. Uh, I'm a good passer. I see see my teammates for wide open shots. So th- that that's my game.
Do you have a preference? Do you prefer to play the four spot, or do you prefer to play five, or do you care? I, well, I prefer to play four. I think that's my natural position, uh, because on five or on on four, uh, I can pick a pop more. On five, I, I got to do both, but I but because I prefer to pick and pop, that, that that's why I like to play on four more. Stefan, thanks for the time, man. Thank you. I don't think there's any player who looks like he's having more fun on the court than David Jean Baptiste. DJB isn't just a fan favorite. The Miami native has made himself a part of not only the university, but the city itself. Here's a conversation with a guy with a smile and the beard. David Jean Baptiste. So, let's see. Uh, Ramon tells me that you know everybody in Chattanooga. He said they can't go anywhere with you without you uh, having to stop to talk because you've ran into somebody you know. Is that is it uh, Baptiste for mayor? Is that coming soon? Uh, that's coming soon, man. It's definitely it's definitely accurate, you know, by Ramon. It's just um, just the presence, you know, just the presence of me, you know, just you know, being around the longest, just um, being involved in the community in Chattanooga. I think. A lot of people respect it. You know, a lot of people like you know praise me for it. So, you know, definitely get a lot of attention from it. I don't think I have ever seen you on the court or off the court, and you not smile. Uh, <laughs> you seem like you seem like you're having a good time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um, I think I just try to, I just try to you know tell myself like, you know, think about how far I've came. You know, growing up. You know, you know, single mom in a household. Just think about. And everything she sacrificed, like to even be, you know, being in Chattanooga, you know, you know, playing at a Division One level, it's like I'm blessed, and I can't, and like I made it, you know, so far. So it's like I'm, like life is good, you know. I know a lot of kids, like a lot of friends back home, who want to be in my position, and like you know, they, you know, unfortunately they can't. So I'm here, you know, I'm here doing it for them, doing it for those who can't. So tell me about this beard. Is that is that a James Harden beard you've got working? Man, I, don't, I really don't know. Wait, what is doing right now? What I'm working with, but I mean, so because. It's surprisingly no one, no one else in my family like has like, one one cousin on my mom's side. But as far as like dads, uncles, cut like no one, no one else has a beard. So when mine started growing, my whole family's like, wait, how? Like, what's happening? <laughs> so and then I just, I just, you know, I, I just let it grow and then start. I actually, since high school, it would always grow the, the the shade of it, but I would always cut it down, always trim it down. And then college, I was like, my my transition from high school to college that summer. Summer training, I could, I didn't have no barbershop. I'm new to Chattanooga. I didn't know where to go, so it started growing. I was like, and then some of my team was like, try it out, try to keep it. And I was like, all right. And then before you know it, full grown beard. So. so how much grooming goes into that every day? Oh man, a lot, especially with with the sweat of practice and workouts. And then had to take a shower. You know, just it, it, it's it's real smooth, almost like you know, shampoo conditioner with the hair. So with the beard, it's just beard wash, and then when you wake it out, you just comb it, keep it brushed. So. It's a good look for you. Uh, appreciate it. Appreciate it's a good look for you. <laughs> so, this locker room this year, there's four different countries that are represented. What as the the elder statesman, if you will, of this group? You've been here longer than anybody else. Uh, what was it like stepping in to that room for the first time with this group of guys? It's a locker room. It was it was great man. It was a great feeling man. Seeing seeing how seeing how like different backgrounds could come together. I think that that was like I think that was the most like 
the biggest thing for me, like seeing like different backers how and like how how we just how we could work well together, you know, when, when we choose to. And it was like I definitely like I definitely was like it was, it was good seeing that. It was good seeing like how everybody came together, no matter you know where, where everybody's from. You know, we all on the same team, we all the same goal. Did that trip this summer getting a chance to go oh, play almost, together? Oh my god, that was yeah, that was amazing. That right there. You know, give us more practice time, and then just the, the team balls, and that was big time for us to actually, because that was cause really you know have a, a really basically a whole new team. If you think about it, from like from last year, from, from last year team, this year team, so it was it was great. It was great for us to you know be together the whole time and enjoying the enjoying the Bahamas and playing. And got you know got got us a few extra games. So you've been here long enough now. You're probably the best one to ask this question to. Coach Paris has said he feels like this group, this team, has the best team chemistry. Uh, Stefan and Ramon and, and Jamal have all talked about how much you guys like to be together. Definitely. Do you feel that? Do you feel this team has more chemistry than yes. the previous ones you've been a part of? Yes, yes, I def- I, yes, I do feel that. It's almost like it's almost like every, you know everyone like committed. Everyone's uh, on the same page. We're all like. Committed, you know, to you know, to to coaches' rules, you know, to the team's goals as as a whole, and then every game that's the win. So I think everyone's everyone's committed, everyone's on the same page, man. I definitely think like the chemistry, even and especially off the court, and everyone genuinely like, like likes each other. Like everyone's everyone's cool, everyone's having fun out there. So it's it's definitely good fun. College basketball has become such a such a transient sport, right? I mean, you look around this. The, you you look around that roster. There's a bunch of guys that came from other places. Exactly. Why have you stayed? Why have I stayed? I think. I think it's the the matter. The that's what I'm looking at. I think it's the matter of impact that I had off the court. The foundation that I laid off the court. That you know that kept me staying. Like the connections I've built with the people in the city, not just the fans. I think just, yeah, just 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 you know, being around in the city, being involved in the city, you know. And I think and I, I definitely that that's what kept me here. Like really, so, like, everything that I've done like off the court, that's helped me become who I am today. Is like trying to help you know shaping the man that, that I am right now. So yeah. When did Chattanooga come on your radar? Go back to when you're that kid in Miami, mm-hmm. and and when did Chattanooga first become a consideration for you? Uh, this was the ending of let me see, ending of my junior year of high school. Coach Matt McCall, he was he re, he was recruiting Dewan Dewan Hughes, not Dewan Hernandez from. Who went to the University of Miami from University of Florida? When Matt McCall was the assistant at Florida, he was recruiting Dewan, who played for the Raptors. Now, actually, is my high school teammate. But you know, congratulations to him. He got drafted by the Raptors. But he was recruiting him to go to Florida, and you know, I was the point guard on that high school team. And you know, he'll come to our practices, our game. You know, he'll always see me. We'll always talk. You know, this and that. And once he got the head coaching job at Chattanooga, he instantly you know called called my high school coach. You know, who let me know it was like, hey. I just got this. I just got this coaching job, Chattanooga. You know, tell Dave, hey, um, hey, um, tell, tell him to come up here and take a visit. You know, whatever. So when I first heard about it, I was like, Chattanooga, that like never, 
Never heard of it, like nothing. So I instantly, I remember I was in school. I was still in school when my coach told me. I instantly went on the computer and looked up Chattanooga, Tennessee, and then saw the first thing I saw was the bridge. That's the first thing I, I think popped up on Google on Google Images was the bridge. I was like, okay, nice city. So, and then checked some my did some research and ended up going to visit, and I, I fell in love with it. Then I think I, I, I went on an unofficial like, in the junior year, right before that summer. I remember that, and I fell in love with it ever since. Your game, how has it changed from that red shirt year until now? Oh man, strides, man. Just making strides, just improving a little bit every day. You know, I think you know, coach, coach does a great job of you know keeping me accountable of like just improve, like just improving every day. And it don't have to be a huge jump as long as you're taking small steps in the right direction. I think that was one of the biggest things for me, just coming in, just not worrying about okay, okay, I have to do this to be this good or. Do this to be that like not, not not really focused on the the big jumps that I have to make, but every day, all right, every day I'm gonna do this. Or next day, day I'm gonna do that. I got better at this, and I'm gonna do this. So just making those strides like day by day for a better day is definitely definitely has helped. Uh, definitely so. You don't stop working, do you? Uh, can't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. You, uh, gosh, do you prefer to play the one or the two, Ooh. or do you care? I don't, but. I, if I were to choose one, it would be the one. Really? It would be the one. Yeah, I like um, I like getting my teammates involved, and I, and I like initiating, like, and just getting my teammates in a good position to score. I think once once that start happening, then it's like it's so much fun, like seeing like seeing your teammates like succeed and seeing them play well. It's like, oh, let's go, let's move the ball, fast, let's move. And once that when they when they start going, then you feeling good, then you know your shots eventually go in too. So. Yeah, I definitely enjoy playing the one. Setting the tempo of the game, setting the pace, you know, and setting the pace like how I like it, you know, fast. So, yeah, definitely, definitely one. Did you expect to score as much as you have the way you have in your time not at all. here? Not at all. Not really, no. Where's that come from? I mean, not that – I mean, obviously, yeah. you've, you've worked hard to get there. But it, it – it's a surprise to you, definitely. I think, I, I think it's just really it start with, with with coaches trust in me and my ability. You know, he he always telling me to be aggressive. You know, you you can do this. You know, you you know, you you've been working at it. You you definitely can. I think just his, his confidence in me you know, allowed me to just go out there on the court and just just play free, like just play. How I know. He told me, Coach Paris told me a couple of weeks ago about you. He said the. What you bring, he goes. Yeah, look, he's you know he's smart basketball player. He's he's a you know he's a great scorer for us. He's all those things. But he said the number one thing you bring is he said what you have is infectious to the rest of the team. And he said that's energy. And he said when Dave is out there, he said he rises. Everybody else has to rise up to his level because of the energy that he brings and that that he plays with. Is that just you being you, or is that a conscious thing of I got to get ramped up here and, and and go do this? I think that's me. I think that's just me being me on most like most days. I mean, really all the time because knowing because I am. I used like I'm big on I'm big on like enthusiasm and like energy. I say like. I say, if you really care about something, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna do it to the, to the most ability. And I think that, that that's how I live life, really. 
Like, a lot of people, a lot of people say, oh, like, oh, oh, Dave, like, you know, you're doing a lot. You may do too much. Like, every, everything I do, like, I know, off the, off the court, like, you know, I get criticized a lot, you know, for doing that and uh, being a basketball player. It's like, how, how, how you doing both? How you doing both? And I think when life is like, if you're, you're enthused about anything, you have to, like, do it to, like, to your fullest ability. Like, just, just do it. And I think, and I think when it comes to basketball on a basketball court, it's like, it, it started in high school. Started high school playing with that, playing with that fire, playing with that energy, being aggressive. Because once, cause I think, I mean, I think if, you, if you're giving it all, you you playing that with energy, like everyone else around you is, will have to like, you know, bring it up. And if everyone else got the same energy that you know the whole team has, then it's infectious. You can't stop it. And that and that's usually like, um, that, and it, when I first saw it was my when I, my redshirt year when we had that when we had the team with with Casey Jones, Trey McClain. Greg, Greg Pride. I, I first saw like how that like, one dude had one dude started off, and then everybody else would pick that pick up with him. So, are you vocal? Are 100%. you the vocal guy? One hundred percent, hundred percent. I think um, I think communication is is key. Just being vocal on the court. I think that's that's a big thing. That's one thing I pride myself on. You know, just, just being just being a vocal leader out there on the court. What's Matt Ryan brought? Oh man, man, he's he he's brought he's brought that. That like older leadership that you know that we sometimes missed that we sometimes missed last year, hundred percent. I mean, even even sometimes this year, even sometimes this year, I think uh, I'm more like I'm vocal, but I would like I would easily let like um, adversity like like get to me in a way. Like I easily like something will go wrong that I like sometimes like shut down or you know slow down mentally. But Matt, he he definitely like he, he picks the team away his energy. He's he's real vocal as well, and he's he's been around the game of basketball a lot, so. He's definitely, he's definitely, you know, brought some like great leadership to us. Who's the funniest guy on this team? J- Jamal couldn't pick one. Oh, because it, it, it's him. <laughs> That's why <laughs> he, he said you guys would probably say him. Him, Jamal Walker, by far. If you haven't been out to see Jamal, Ramon, Stefan, and DJ B yet. Make sure you make a point to catch these guys soon in the McKenzie Arena. And thanks to those guys for giving us some time recently after practice. And also thanks to Jim Horton for kind of corralling all those guys together so we could uh, have a chance to sit down and talk. We'll be back next week. And until then, go Mox! Go Mox!